Welcome to It's a Single Mom Thing podcast. This is Sherry Chandler here with you today. They say it takes a village, especially for single moms. Let's do this together. Whole Family Healing There are different reasons why moms find themselves as a single parent. Whether a father's absent due to death, divorce, abandonment, or incarceration, the challenges you and your children face are still the same. There's a level of healing that's needed for your whole family. It's easy to hear that if-only voice in your head. If only my children could grow up in ideal circumstances, that would guarantee their happiness and success. But that's simply not true. Everyone at any age faces obstacles in life, health complications, sudden tragedies, broken dreams, loss, bullying, etc. Our happiness and success should not be determined by who's missing in the home, but rather who's there. With the right support, role models, and love, any child can be given the best opportunities for success. Mom, it doesn't matter how you got here. God has given you a mission as a mother to nurture your children and help them heal from not having a father at home. And he's equipped you to complete that mission. Take a moment to write in your notebook, what are your greatest fears about raising your child or children as a single mom? What are some areas you feel your family needs healing? Creating space to heal. There's a need to have a support team in place for your family. You may want to consider including a therapist and or a doctor as part of your support team. This class is not designed to take the place of a professional help with mental health, behavioral, or emotional issues. We simply want to provide you with several creative approaches to bringing solidarity and healing to your family as you walk through life together. In this class, we'll dive into a few creative ways you can help your children and yourself heal. Expressing feelings. Things can be very confusing and challenging for children who have a parent who's absent or distant from their day-to-day life. Often, children are too young to understand what's happening, let alone express their feelings with any sense of articulation. If your children are too young to express their emotion in words, they can express themselves in pictures. You're the guide for them. You can choose a time when everyone is pleased to participate in a family activity. That includes you. We'll keep this simple for you by scripting this activity. As you get comfortable, feel free to create your own ideas for creative expression of feelings. Sit at a table with paper and crayons, pencils, and or markers. We're gonna play a game. Each person will get an animal and an emotion. We'll draw the animal expressing that emotion and everyone will compare our drawings. It's okay if you're terrible at drawing. Laughing together with your kids is also important for healing. Draw an angry monkey. Why is the monkey angry? Happy squirrel, why is the squirrel happy? Confused tiger, why does the tiger feel Confused, sad hippo, Ah, why is the hippo so sad? Then ask your child, why does this animal feel that way? Make sure you're also drawing and sharing. It's okay to be silly or serious. Feel free to keep going, hitting as many as emotions as you wanna expose, as long as you're able to keep his or her attention. Optional, 
When you're done drawing and talking, ask your child to circle the one that is most like them. Ask them why. By drawing animals with emotions, your child isn't pressured to disclose his or her own feelings. The feelings can be expressed and discussed through a piece of art. You can look at these pictures together and help your kids build their language bank about feelings. Empowering confidence. Empowering your children with confidence is an important part of their growth and healing. One way to empower confidence is to allow your children to be in charge of an activity. Now, that doesn't mean you give up control over things, Mom. You simply provide controlled choices. Allowing your kids to choose the activity and direct it can be empowering because they're guiding you through the creative process. Don't worry about the end product. The process itself is actually what's important. Choose appropriate choices of activities. Younger children, you're the art teacher. Get out any art supplies you won't mind cleaning up and putting away. We suggest crayons, markers, watercolors, Play-Doh, construction paper, scissors, glue sticks, pipe cleaners. Clean up tip, get a large basket and smaller containers with lids. Keep all of your art supplies in the basket, sorted into smaller containers for organizing. Only open containers you plan on using. Stick several plastic grocery bags along the side or bottom of the basket. That way, you have cleanup trash bag ready to go as soon as your activity is complete. Avoid the temptation to leave the mess until the morning. Make cleanup part of the game and do it right away. Script. Today, you get to be the teacher. First, choose the art supplies you want to use today. Now you get to tell me and even show me what you want me to do. I might even ask you questions or need your help because right now, I want you to be the teacher and I'm going to be your student. There are two benefits to this idea. One, your kids get to grow as leaders with you there to guide them, but also you get to be an example of a good student who's showing respect to the person in charge. When the activity is over, make sure you share three to five things you felt your child did very well in leading the project. Ask them to tell you what you did well as a student, too. Older children, you're the chef. Getting creative doesn't strictly mean arts and crafts. There's a culinary creativity as well. For tweens and teens, the kitchen may be a great place to learn empowerment. Plus, someone needs to make dinner, right? Tweens and teens are impulsive, but they need structure. They won't necessarily enjoy the spontaneity of springing empowerment on them. Start by asking them, is there a night next week that they would like to be chef in the kitchen and tell you what meal to make? Most will leap at the opportunity to be in charge, but some may rather play video games, right? This age can be difficult, so if cooking doesn't make them light up with excitement, look for something that does. Remember, whatever you choose, you are the student and they are giving you instructions. For the purpose of this course, we'll continue with the idea of making a meal together. Here are several helpful steps. One, start with inspiration. Have your child look on Pinterest or in the cookbooks to find a recipe they want to make. Two, make a list. What supplies will you need? Have your child make a grocery list. Be sure to have him or her look in the kitchen to make sure you don't already have the ingredients you need. Three, go shopping. 
Let your child carry the list and tell you what to find in the store. Or if you feel confident to let them do the shopping while you browse through a magazine at the register, go for it. Four, put it away. If you aren't cooking the meal on the same day you shop, have your child put away the ingredients or tell you where things go. Five, make the meal. Now remember, mom, you're the student. Encourage your child to read the recipe and either politely ask you for assistance or allow you to sit back and watch to make sure the house doesn't burn down. Six, serve it. Let your child decide how the family will be served. If he, she wants to put out fancy plates or serving bowls, let them. Seven, clean up. The chef shouldn't have to do the dishes. If you have other children in the family, encourage the other kids to do their part in thanking the chef by helping with cleanup. If it's just the two of you, then let your child know that you appreciate it when someone else cleans up after they cook. So you want to do that for them. Also, don't miss the opportunity to teach your child to clean up while cooking. Eight, compliment. No matter how good or bad the meal tastes, Give three to five compliments to your child, either about the meal or about their leadership. Keep it simple. We're not getting any prizes for attempting a gourmet meal. Sometimes making a simple salad or grilled cheese is more empowering than attempting a recipe that's too challenging to complete. By empowering your child to be in charge of something you've helped control through choices in an environment, you will help build confidence. Do all you can to build your relationship as well. If you like to be in control, remind yourself that it's important for your kids and any mess during the experience will be worth it. Reducing stress. Life is stressful. Art and music are natural stress relievers. Enjoy them with your family. When you come home from work and or school, put on music to set the tone. That may mean soft, quiet music to soothe the atmosphere or loud fun, R-E-S-P-E-C-T style music to get your dance moves grooving. A mom's story. One time I had a particularly bad day. Nothing was going my way at work and then I had to meet my ex-husband in a parking lot to give him the kids for the night. I caught in the car and I just sobbed. How did I get to the place where I was passing off my children in a convenience store parking lot? I had been texting a friend throughout the day. Poor thing. She got way more details than I'm sure she wanted. Yet, the next thing I knew, there was a knock at my apartment door. There she was. She had chips and salsa and Play-Doh. You need stress relief therapy, girlfriend, she said. We spent the evening sitting at a table, squishing Play-Doh through our fingers and sculpting every animal we could imagine. I never imagined Play-Doh could be so much fun in my early 30s. The chips and salsa were also pretty great. Mom, sometimes we need Play-Doh therapy. Playing with art materials can be relaxing, and when people are relaxed, they tend to open up and share about their issues or things that are bothering them. If you want to get your kids talking, get out some art supplies and create. Coloring books are cooler than ever these days. There's something therapeutic about picking out colors and applying them to intricate details until you've created a full picture. DIY Stress Relief 
Did you know it's easier to make your own Play-Doh? This would be a great activity to do with your tweens. Have him or her make the dough and choose the colors for the family Play-Doh night. Empowerment and stress relief combined. How to make Play-Doh. Ingredients. Two cups of all-purpose flour, three quarters a cup of salt, four teaspoons of cream of tartar, two cups of lukewarm water, two tablespoons of vegetable oil, coconut oil works too, food coloring optional, quart-sized bags. Directions. Stir together the flour, salt, and cream of tartar in a large pot. Next, add the water and oil. If you're only making one color, add in the color here as well. Cook over medium heat, stirring occasionally. Continue stirring until the dough has thickened and begins to form into a ball. Remove from heat and then place inside a gallon-sized bag or onto wax paper. Allow to cool slightly, then knead until smooth. If you're adding colors after, divide the dough into balls for however many colors you want, and then add the dough into quart-sized bags. Start with about five drops of color and add more to brighten it. Knead the dough inside the bag so it doesn't stain your hands. Let your kids squish the colors together if they want. It gives them something to do and keeps your hands from getting stained. Use the same bag to store the dough when the kids are done playing with it. Remember, if you only plan on making one color, just add the food coloring into the pan when you add the water. Makes it easier to mix in. Most kids can never decide on one color, so you'll usually need to divide it out. Optional add-ins. Add essential oils to the dough, like calming lavender, uplifting wild orange, or lemon. Be sure the oils you choose are non-toxic in case your children put them in their mouth. Also, avoid hot oils like cinnamon or peppermint that smell amazing but burn the skin or eyes. Another fun add-in is glitter for a sparkly shine. Strengthening the bond. In order for creative expression, empowerment, and stress reduction to be successful for healing your family, it all has to be about family bonding. That starts with you, Mom. Put down your phone and silent the voices in your head that say, this is too hard, this is too much work, I don't have it in me to do this. Start small. It's about coming together and participating in the same activity. It's looking for ways to bring the whole family together during difficult times. Mom, do you feel totally overwhelmed by all the things you have to do in a day? Work, feed the kids, laundry, homework, baths, school prep, homework, taxi service, cleaning, paying bills, providing emotional support, car repairs, house repairs, lawn care, and now creative healing. It makes sense that you'd feel overwhelmed. Fact, you can't succeed at everything you have to do. Choose what will get your best, which also means choosing which will get your less best. You can't do everything at an A level. So what is priority number one? Most days you end up feeling spent and depleted. How could you end today feeling more filled up rather than drained? A mom's story. If you asked me, I would tell you that my life was ordered by these priorities. One, God. Two, my kids. Three, my work. But I was living my life completely upside down. My relationship with my children was second, but not only after my relationship with God. My heart was with my work. It was getting the best of me every day. Part of me felt like it had to. 
As a single mom, it's scary to be the only source of secure income. I lived in fear that if I didn't give my best to my job, I might lose it. Also, my work brought me validation and identity that I enjoyed. I wasn't an absent mom physically, but I was emotionally absent from my kids. They would get leftover scraps of me I had available after work, and God, who had time for pouring anything into reading and prayer? Not me. Yes, I had plans to pass my faith to my kids, but I was just showing up for them without any intentionality and putting first things first. When I flipped my actions to match my priorities, everything changed. That's when family healing began for us. I started my days anchored in God's word and prayer. I made sure from the moment I opened my eyes to let God know I am fully dependent on you for this day, Lord. I made my kids second, but now the scraps I had to give them were from the truth of God's word. I was happier, so they were happier. I gave them my time and attention because I was living with more intentionality. I stopped freaking out over the messes they made because I wasn't totally drained. I knew what my priorities were. If the house was messy, I'd ask myself, well, are my kids healthy and healing? That's what mattered far more. Something else happened too. I got a promotion at work. I was actually more pleasant and more productive when I set my priorities in proper order. But guess what? I turned down the promotion. I know, insert wow emoji. Before I decided my family's healing was a priority, I would have worn that promotion like a badge of honor. But the reality was, it would have caused me to work longer hours and created more stress. Yes, the money was enticing, but no money is worth neglecting the emotional, mental, and physical attention of my children's need. Deuteronomy 6 verse 4 says, The Lord our God, the Lord is one. So he should also be our number one. Verse 5 through 9 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. If you want to strengthen the bond with your children, you need to start with fortifying your own priorities. Summary. Remember, our happiness and success are not as much as who's missing in the home. What's important is who's there. You're there. That matters so much for your kids. Dear single mom, you can do this. God wants your family to be whole and experience healing. Take a deep breath and evaluate your priorities. God didn't make a mistake when he gave you your mission as a mother to nurture your children and help them heal their hearts. He has equipped you to complete that mission. Take a look back at what you wrote in your notebook at the start of this course. How can you shift your greatest fears into your greatest acts of faith? Give examples of how you could restructure your actions or thoughts to be more present with your children. How can you use creativity to address the areas you feel your family needs healing? Then love on your kids and have fun with them. You've got this. Thanks for listening to It's a Single Mom Thing. If you enjoy our podcast, 
hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you want to take the quiz and be on track to earning your certificate, please check out sb-university.org. For more information and resources, check out our show notes.